Happy February, and welcome to another episode of I Could Never Be here on Popcorn Talk. That's right, February. I know, let it sink in. It's crazy. We are 10% through 2018. I know, it literally feels like yesterday was the 1st of January, but guys, 10% of the way through. And it's crazy, you know, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have kind of gotten rid of their resolutions or fallen off the wagon, but it's okay because a friend of mine reminded me the other day on February 1st, he just started resolutions. He's like, you know what? Kind of took January off, beginning with February, and that is a great attitude to have that any time we can just begin as if it were January 1st. Guys, I am so excited to talk to our guest today. He's someone who I have always loved. He has been an actor for over two decades, which is crazy, I'm sure, to him, but he has had great success. You know him as Timo Cruz and Coach Carter. You know him from the CW series Reaper, and right now he is one of the stars of CW's Arrow playing Wild Dog. Please welcome Rick. Gonzalez. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. We were talking about it two decades of yeah, acting, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, it's crazy. I mean, time flies. Time really does go by fast. So, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy the moments. It, does it feel like two decades? Has it, has it been just a, you know, a wild ride, a fast ride? Or has there been times where it's like, man, it's been a grind? It's, uh, it's, it's at times feels like it's been two decades and at times it feels like I'm just starting. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the way I feel now, I feel like it, it's just starting again. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel this re- renewal, you know, nice. which is which is great because, you know, you just want to always push yourself and just, you know, strive for more and just to continue to work hard. You yeah. know, um, I always knew that this career was going to be a marathon. I, I never had this thought of my head like. You know, it's going to happen fast. It's going to be this quick thing. I, I never had that in my thoughts. My my whole concern when I was younger was just work. Yeah. Just 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 have an attitude of like, as long as I'm working, I'm in the right I'm in the right zone. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. We'll dive into Arrow. We'll dive into your career, guys. For anyone new to the show, we are here every single Monday and on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube. We just want to help you live your best life. We want to be able to offer some inspiration, some motivation. If you guys want to follow Rick after the show, social media, on Instagram, at Rick Gonzalez, on Twitter, at Official Rick G. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, at The Only MC. Show some love, comment, like. Again, just try to be a blessing and be a light in the world. Amen. Instagram and Twitter are different. Which one was first? Did someone have... I always love asking that question. Yeah. Uh, I did Twitter first. And then someone already had that on the Instagram? Uh, I, You know what? Someone had Rick Gonzalez already on Twitter. Yeah. Mm. Someone had that already. And then I jumped on Instagram right... I was on Instagram <laughs> super early. Like, I want to say like 09 or 2010. Yeah. Uh, but the Twitter was done. I mean, that was pretty popular back in mm-hmm. 09. Yeah. Something like that. 08, I think. Yeah. Uh, crazy. That's like eight years ago already. I yeah. uh, Playing on Arrow, yeah. how cool is that to be able to oh. play a superhero on Arrow? And especially you have a daughter. Yeah. So for her to have a dad who plays a superhero. Yeah. I mean, you know, I look, I, I grew up collecting comics. I was mm-hmm. that kid. I loved that stuff. So playing a superhero was very, it's it's awesome. I mean, my thing was like, I had no idea the character that I was playing. Um, when I auditioned for the role, they were very secretive about who I was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, to protect uh, from fans and folks that want to like leak this information. So when I finally got the job, they revealed to me that I was going to play a character named Wild Dog. I had to do the research to find out who he was. Mm. Uh, and so w- WB and DC like to go into the vault and grab characters that are obscure and use them yep. for the show. And 
Um, when I learned about him is when I got excited, even more excited because he kind of reminds me of a Wolverine in a DC version, kind of yeah. like, you know, um, a ver- a slash version of like the Punisher and the Wolf and Wolverine together. You know, all this attitude, but still has a, mm-hmm. you know, a good heart at the end of the day. Just isn't the easiest person to get along with, and so. I was excited for that because that's the kind of character that as a child, as a kid, I would mm-hmm. be rooting for the whole way. That's not literally that sounds like your character in a lot of other movies. The likable sarcastic guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally I, I think of you in Coach Carter, I think of you <laughs> in the rookie, I think, you know, the old school all, all these roles. That's your character. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I think, you know, I, well, I think with Coach Carter for sure, I think, you know, Timo Cruz was he, he was a he was a troubled kid, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just a just a, a heart. I've actually felt a lot of sympathy for that kid because I I know a lot of kids like that growing mm-hmm. up in New York who they just their heart is so. Actually, the the most dangerous people I've ever met were the nicest, the sweetest, the kindest, the the mm-hmm. most gentlest people you meet. They just their environment made them dangerous, mm-hmm. you know. And so Timo Cruz to me was he embodied that. He was someone who. You know, on the exterior was very rough and hard to get along with. But when you got to know him, he was someone that could care for you and protect you. Yeah. Um, it just he never received that back. You know. Yeah. So uh, is you that know, similar to Wild Dog? Is I think, that what you try oh, to? Yeah, I think with Wild Dog, we we learn that he's a family man who, uh, you know, grew up, grew up without this n- normalcy. You know, mm-hmm. didn't have the the foundation of 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 having a, a strong household. So he's a family man who wants to give that to his daughter, but it didn't happen that way. You know, he, he's a man who's been dealt a lot of bad breaks. And so he's angry at the fact that it never worked out for him. His marriage never worked out. Mm-hmm. His daughter's in the foster system. He, he never wanted these things, but, you know, it, it was out of his control to, to, to make right. And I think that frustrates him and it leaves him in a state of uncomfortability and irritability and i think you know uh the anger part just kind of rubs everyone the wrong way but at the end of it you see that he's redeemable because he cares and wants to do the right thing Mm -hmm. so he tries to channel that energy in the right (laughs) way and tries to help and being a part of team arrow is actually saving his life yeah and obviously he is on on the good side yeah he is one of the good superheroes uh not on the side of like kate and james it seems like this season there's you know there's there's almost two parts of Group Arrow. Yeah. There's the new and then the original. Yeah. What has that been like on the show and are fans reacting Ooh. to that? I love it. I <laughs> I mean myself, Echo Kellum and uh Juliana Harkavy, we're like these we're like bringing this new energy to yeah. the show. We're just like infusing it and we're just we're so hungry and going after it mm-hmm. because we want to be formidable for the villains and for the original team era, mm-hmm. you know, and I think this energy that's being created now in the midst of this civil war that's kind of brewing, um, you know, is important because we want to bring a different perspective to the argument that, you know, the people that we're in, uh, that we work with, meaning Oliver and, and John Diggle and, and Felicity, you know, have always built this mechanism of how they want to do things you know, to save the city. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of hypocrisy in it, you yeah. know? And and so when you start to point the finger, you're not looking at yourself saying, well, you've done the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? So you should be able to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. And so I think 
what I love about the show is that it's just it's human in that you you get to see the flaws in both sides. You know, you get mm-hmm. to see the flaws in 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 human interaction with people just kind of pointing the finger at each other and 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 you know making things uncomfortable. So. How long is this civil war going to last on the show? Is this is this going to continue on? Do you think? I mean, I don't know how far ahead you read the script. I for fans want to know. I listen. I you know what I love about this show, and I love about Mark Guggenheim and Wendy Miracle and and everyone up there that that are the think tanks for for this show. You know, they try to create an arc that's going to be sat. You know, that will satisfy the viewer. You know, mm-hmm. that will commit to the the legend that they've already created on the show we're yeah. six seasons in but we don't act like we're not comfortable in yeah. six seasons we're still trying to push the boundaries yep. we're still trying to tell a story that's compelling Absolutely. you know um and so that's what i love about being a part of this show because uh they they they, they don't just want to give you a civil war just to say okay these guys are going to conflict and then we're going to throw that out and mm-hmm. move on and try to catch the bad guy we're not interested in that. Yeah. You know, we're interested in, you know, creating a compelling story for the Green Arrow and, and everyone around him just so people can enjoy it and so we can come back next year and give you something else. Yeah, and that's always the challenge too. Up it, up it, up it. Yeah, it's hard. And I think last season was awesome because they took a character who outsmarted the Green Arrow every step of the yeah. way and won. He won. You know, mm-hmm. he he his ultimate goal was to kill himself. His ultimate goal was to to kind of create, you know, this manic and, and disarray for all the characters on the show. And he succeeded mm-hmm. in doing that. And I think, you know, I, I just, you know, long are the days of like having to wrap up a show in a bow, you know, and yeah. have have our our heroes come out on top. I don't think we're interested in that. You yeah. know, and comic books were never. They were never that clean, mm-hmm. you know, which is what I love. And so that's why I'm excited when I have, every time I read the script because we're not trying to wrap it up in a book. Yeah, some people love the movies and the TV shows where it doesn't work out. Yes. Uh, what's the uh, Texas high school football? Um, oh, uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights yeah. where they lose at yes. the end of the movie. Yes. And you, we love it for that yes. purpose because it exactly. doesn't work out. Uh, talking about people who have passed away in the show, I know one of the main storylines that if people are wondering about – uh, is who killed Caden James's son? Mm. What's your thought? What's it? Do you, do you have a guess? Ugh. A lot of people are saying that you know what? One, it's who killed his son, but then other people, who is his son? Right. Who do you think? Well, I know. You know. I already know, so I I can't so, I can't say. So some but people are thinking Billy Malone. Can you like give me a wink? Are you going to give me any? In- <laughs> I, I just I, did. I turn my phone. I just want to make sure the lawyers from WB don't. I'll keep my phone off so that way I don't get any lawyer calls from WB. Is there is the are fans going to be majorly surprised? Um, what can you tell us? What can yes, you... they will be surprised. Yes, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, is it a theory that you're reading about? I mean, do you read what people are saying? Is this a theory that people um, are? I mean, I'm, I'm into? listen. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't hear what people say online. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm online. I I do you know uh, see my tweets. Mm-hmm. I, I I see my Instagrams. I, I see what you guys say sometimes. Um, you know, and I, listen. You know. I love the interaction. You know, some there's factions of the show that are devoted to you know angrily debating every de- <laughs> character decision, and you know, and I think that's important. You know, we need 
people who are angry and, and also excited at the same time yeah. to discuss these things. And if we didn't have it, I wouldn't have a job, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, to me, it, you know, I, I think, like I, I said, the, the, the think tanks on our show definitely try to keep it fresh and different for them. Will people find out this season or is this a carry? Oh, yeah, they'll find out this season. Okay. Oh, yeah, they'll find out soon. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, we look forward to that. Yeah. I want to, you know, dive off of Arrow because, again, that's just one of the many projects that you've been in. Yeah. Grew up a long ways away. We we're talking in a place that's not as warm as Los Angeles. Doesn't have the 85 degrees <laughs> in February. Right. Yeah. It's very cold, I think, in New York uh, right now. Ugh, so, <laughs> ugh, ugh. I feel for my New Yorkers. <laughs> but they used to it, you know. That's, yeah. That's, that's normal. Absolutely, absolutely. What was it like growing up in New York? Do you always want to be an actor? I, I think yes. I read that you... Did uh, kind of improv shows for your family? Tell uh, me about that. Yeah, see, now, I don't know Wikipedia. I don't know who wrote that on Wikipedia. There's just like this weird stuff there. But what happened was I knew as a young kid at five that I wanted to be an actor. So I told moms, you know, I, actually I had like the, one of the, you know, big gigantic cameras that you mm. would have in the early 80s. And, yeah. I, and I said, hey, I told her on camera, this is what I want to do. And I think... Um, I was subconsciously and consciously just kind of like declaring, you know, my purpose, you know, just like Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. And I never that never wavered in me, you know. So middle school, I spoke to mom. I said, hey, I want to make sure that the school that I go to has an acting class in it. So she said, "Okay, cool. So she made a few phone calls, found out a neighborhood school that had a drama class in it. Says a little farther away. You got to take a bus to get there. I did that. Uh, Graduated that middle school. Before I graduated, I spoke to my counselor. I said, I want to go to a high school that has acting in it. Where, what do I do? Where do I mm-hmm. go? She's like, I know just the place for you. She said, there's a school called Fiorello H. LaGuardia High School Performing Arts. A bunch of people went there. They, you, know, you can sing, dance, act. You can play a trumpet. There's a bunch of different disciplines there. Uh, but act, they have an acting um, thing there for you. And I said, great. Well, what do I got to do? She's like, you got to audition. I didn't know what audition. I didn't know to what get that into me- a high school to get into the high school. I had to audition, and I was like, "Well, great." And she's like, "And then you also have to pick some other schools that you want to get." She's like, "No, no, no. I want. I yeah. just want to pick that one." I got into that one, and uh, I learned the craft of acting in that school. You know, five years old. Were you looking up to someone when you, when you were that young, or why acting? I think my mom loved films so much she was a avid horror film watcher like she saw the texas chainsaw she saw all zombie movies she saw (laughs) jason she saw freddy she saw all those movies and she did not shy away from showing them to me you were watching freddy versus jason at five all those things from like a preteen. I, I was watching everything. She would just cover my eyes for the sex scenes, yeah. but then you, I, I was allowed to watch murder, blood, death, mayhem <laughs> at seven. You know, um, but needless to say, I just, I just think when I think back on my childhood, I think something about watching those movies made me want to be a part of that. I don't know, yeah. you know, and um, you know, moms would you know collect her money every year and take us to Disney World and. We go to Universal, and I see like these like make believe stages mm-hmm. and these shows, and folks would get on, and I'd see a host, and and it just it was like ah hmm, I think I think this is I think this might be for me, and it was just always affirming that in my mind, like yeah, 
This is my purpose. This is and what I have to it do. It was always just looking ahead of, all right, here's the goal. Here's the steps I need to do there. Let me just check them off. The goal was always like be involved in acting. Okay. I think as a kid, it was like, okay, well, then I need to act. So is there a school that teaches acting? Mm-hmm. That was my goal as a kid was like, put me in that, you know. Um, and then high school was when I was able to get the education about real acting and you know, learning the craft, understanding theater, and then applying that as a business, applying yeah. that, you know, and, and I think I owe everything to that school because I'm very thankful that I was able to get the opportunity to understand the business of acting and also understand me as an actor, you know, and I think that's mm. what the school tried to become was a high school version of a conservatory. And so... If you wanted to continue your, you know, your craft, you can go to a conservatory and you can you can be acclimated comfortably into that uh, system. So for me, that was it was game changing, and There's, I still use those everything that I learned in high school. I still use to this day. How much of that? I mean, how much of that school was you were doing acting? I mean, people think in the normal high school. I mean, my high school, you have eight, one hour periods of eight different periods. Yeah. No, we we we. It was set up so. Uh, freshman and sophomore year in the morning uh, for like three or four hours you were acting. Wow. And then the rest of the day I was doing my math, science, yeah. English and stuff because obviously New York State you still have to you know complete that but yeah I mean it was pretty it was they did a great job of setting up a conservatory like curriculum. That can you know starting that young and it, that can burn some people out. Was it, is it exhausting getting that career focused at at that young age no because and that's why i feel like purpose is so like when you know your purpose when you know you're when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and what Mm -hmm. you love it it's not it it doesn't weigh it doesn't weigh on you you know it just you know there are other obstacles in your life that are getting your way but it'll never be doing what you love you know i think when I was a kid, I was a young kid in New York City who loved hip hop, who, you know, was into, you know, Ralph Lauren clothing and, and just wanted to look fly for the girls in high school <laughs> and, you know, wanted to be a part of the in crowd. And I was to a certain extent, mm-hmm. um, but I was still trying to be the cool kid in the back of the, the drama class, you know, <laughs> but I was still listening. I was yeah. still learning. I was still a, a trying to apply myself to everything that they taught me, you know, I was just trying to do it as the cool kid in the back. You Are you know? saying not everyone who does the drama class is cool? What? No, I'm saying what? I was trying <laughs> to be cool, you know, trying yeah. to be cool, and at the same time trying to learn uh, my way through it, you know, and yeah. uh, and and you know, I just think like like I said, it's just the way they set it up was perfect for me to just kind of like really understand what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What you know. Did you think, oh, okay, I've graduated from this high school. Things are going to be easy because I have this foundation? Or when did, you know, did you hit adversity graduating or getting roles? Well, um, I so another reason I, I was grateful was so they were able to create like this like showcase. So, mm. so, so like, okay, okay, guys, uh, you're seniors now. We're going to do our best to try to find you an agent. So. We had to audition again for a showcase senior year. And so they decided, Rick, you should be a host. And I'm like, I'm not a host. I just <laughs> give me a scene and let me do my thing. And like, no, 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 we want you to host. And I hosted a showcase for other students to show their stuff. And I ended up getting an agent 
you know, agents, they invited agents there and they, one saw me. And for said, hosting? For hosting that showcase. And he's like, I want to represent you. And so I was like, sure. You know, so he sent me out. Once I graduated high school, he, he sent me out and uh, booked my very first job. My very first job he ever sent me out, I booked wow. it. And uh, it was for a TV show uh, based on a movie called FX with, okay, with yep. Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy. And they shot it in Toronto. So I said, Mom, we're going to Toronto, me and <laughs> you. And a funny story is uh, we get to Toronto and uh, they bring me into the production office, um, you know, and, and the, a really nice uh, uh, accounting person is like counting money out. And so he's giving it to him. My mom is standing next. She's like, are they paying you right now? And I was like, uh, no, mom, this is called per diem. <laughs> this is just for us so we can spend and go eat and have fun. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we, we were learning. We were just, it, yeah. it just, that was my friend. We were learning. And uh, yeah, so it, I, 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 I say that to say, like, it just, it was just, it just progressed naturally. I think the, 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 the trials for me were a little different than actually booking the work. Yeah. What were the trials then? The trials were for me were knowing who I was in this business, like owning me, mm. you know, um, knowing my identity and being okay with it. Um, and also... Um, in terms of your background, in terms of your skill level? All of it. Skill level, in terms of my background, being Puerto Rican and Dominican, mm-hmm. being from New York, uh, in terms of... Um, Accepting my purpose, meaning acting. Um, at the time, a long time ago, I was pursuing music as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, I thought I wanted to do music for you know, and like, I, so I spent a lot of money and time, and and that got in the way of my purpose. My purpose being acting, and things. I only made my purpose harder by trying to intersect something that didn't belong in my life, and so those were the trials and tribulations working wasn't always an issue, you know, and I think I'm thankful for that. But, it, it, you know, I think we all have different struggles. And I think mine was internal, like in terms of like, uh, who am I, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, how can I accept who I am, you know, and not be and be unapologetic of who I am so that can empower me in the work that I do. And also as the business of Rick Gonzalez, you know, and I think that's something that it was touched on in high school, you know, where, you know, I have to accept who I am. I have to understand what I am as a business and cultivate that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that isn't necessarily talked about enough for actors. I think we all stumble and learn our way through that as we mm-hmm. work in the business. You think that's something that, sh- that should be taught or how did you get through it? Um, just by mistakes, you know, lear- learning through experience, saying, OK, I will never do that again. You know, um, and then having my own epiphanies in life and having my own experiences that to teach me and and show me who I am and for me to look in the mirror and say, it's okay, you're an actor, you know, like and you're from New York and you're Puerto Rican and you're Mm -hmm. Dominican and, you know, you love you love music and, and you have a mom in New York and, you know, you now you have a little daughter and, you know, it's just everything that you are, you accept it and you, it, it makes you who you are, you know, and it empowers you. You know, something that I was wondering, I was wondering with you, because I think you've always played 
roles that are younger than who you are. I mean, mm. and I even think when you were playing in Coach Carter and other movies, you were playing a teenager, you were playing yeah. a high schooler, and yeah. you were 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, is that something as well in there that it just, you have to realize that you're getting these roles that are younger? Um, well, I think physically I just looked young. Yeah. You know, I was always young looking, you know, and if you look at my mom, she's, she's, uh, mom is what, 50, 64. She looks 45, you know, <laughs> 49, you know, she just yeah. like, mom, you look great. <laughs> Love it. You know, and uh, they always say it in, in the industry, looking young is a good thing. They do. I mean, but it doesn't feel like it's sometimes. I mean, I know starting off, you're like, no, but I want this right, older role. Right. And you know what? That was me. That was me. I was like, man, everyone's getting them great. You know, old. You know those roles where you can be a dad or you could be a you know a cop. Yeah. You could be. I was always the perp. I was always the uh. guy running away. <laughs> um, and uh, so you know, I mean, yeah, I had those frustrations, but I think. I think what I learned, to be honest with you, Michael, I learned that, you know, you just have to um, enjoy the process and be content where you are and make that successful because that will empower you and prepare you for the work later, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I look at, you know, playing Wild Dog on Arrow as such a blessing because I've finally walked into a place where now I'm playing a dad and I'm a part of a team and... um it's taken a long time for me to get to that place to play that kind of character, and I I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy you know playing this character and being a part of this circle, this team, and being a part of the world of comic books from DC comic books. You know, so um, I'm content in it. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that's important. You know, for acting because the moment we start to allow ourselves to get jaded and, and find negativity in something because I think the nature of an actor is to f- is to critique and to constantly push yourself and find the next level of something and I think it's important to just enjoy and be content in where you are so you can focus and do the great job that you have to do in that thing there and then that'll prepare you for the next job you mm-hmm. know and so uh, that's where I am I'm just lasered in and just trying to enjoy the moment and playing Renee Wild Dog. Yeah, you lo- you got to look at the big picture instead of always wanting the next thing, looking and being like, that thing will come next. Absolutely. And having belief in that it will. You know, um, I-, I think whatever faith you believe in, whatever it is, just knowing that that, that which you work hard for will be there as long mm-hmm. as you're focused on the thing that is in front of you right here, you know, and I think that will prepare you. And I, 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 I firmly believe that. And I, you know what? When I moved to California, when I was in New York City and I was, you know, working, I had no doubt that I was going to work. And I, and I don't know where that came from, but I knew the same way I knew at five years old I had to act. And so it was just, it was just lasered in inside of me, like I'm going to act. And I know a lot of people who start looking ahead at the next roles and then they're not giving 100% to where they are. And that messes them up. Yeah. Because... You lose focus. You lose focus. You lose focus. It's like a receiver who loses sight of the ball and tries to run before he caught it. You know, it's just... You can't do that. You know, it's just so important to just stay focused on what you're doing and have faith that then you will achieve to the next step. What's the biggest obstacle you've overcome or you've faced? I mean, mentally, maybe for a role, 
was there ever a time, you know, I always talk about on this show that mm. no matter how successful anyone is, yeah. they've always wanted to quit at some point. They've always yeah, yeah. looked in their mirror and said, man, what am I doing? Yeah. Is this worth it? Yeah. You ever had one of those moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, ooh, this was, uh, I want to say late 2000 or early 2001. So you were early, a couple years into your career. Yeah, it was, uh, well, I started in 97. Uh, did some stuff in New York, and then by 90, late '99, a buddy of mine said, "Let's move to California together. We'll, um, you know, we'll, 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 you know, give it a shot, you know." And I said, "Hey, I have an agent, bi coastal agent. I could, I could do that. I could swing that. Mm-hmm. Let's go." Yeah. You know, we we get there. We, you know, things are cool. Uh, he ends up going back to New York, and then I hang out, hang around, you know, and I, I booked a couple things, um, but it was tough. Um, I ended up getting into a car accident. And it was my fault, and I had to pay for it. So it was a few different people involved. Thank God no one was hurt. And the little jobs that I, that I was working at, you know, I had to use that money to pay back this car accident. And I was drawing near to no money, and uh, I wasn't booking anything, you know. And uh, the agent that I was with, I, I called him up. I said, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to head back to New York. You know, I just – it's – it, it, I'm, I'm drying up, you know. And Just over a couple weeks span, a couple months of not booking anything? I think it was like a f- at least months, you wow. know. It's like a few months, you know. And uh, um, so I, 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 I had that conversation with him, he, and, and he assured me. He was like, I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't do it. And uh, I was like, all right. Um, so I stayed around, and uh, I want to say maybe like a week later, an audition came in for uh, a TV show called Boston Public at the time. It was on Fox. Mm-hmm. And I ended up booking that job, and that was a recurring role. So I was able to be on that show for like four or five episodes on a small character arc. And that gave me enough money to stay in California. And I was able to finally like use that money and pay off everything and and then get my feet under me again. And... Do you look back at that time and think, what if? What if I would have left? Or do you think back yeah. and of how grateful you are that you stayed? Yeah. Um, I mean, I look back at, back at it now, and I'm glad I listened, you know, because I think at the time I was so young and so, like, moving with, I don't know, day to day. Just I don't know if – I don't know why I listened is when I look back. I'm like, wow, I'm just <laughs> glad I did, you know? Because I could have easily said, no, 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 I'm out. Yeah. You know, but I listened. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to stick around, you know, and, and, and I'm glad he was right because, you know, work came in and I was able to get it. You know, I just had to just sit there and just trust that it was going to work out. 15 years later, several other roles. Do you consider yourself to be successful? Um, Do you yeah. look at it like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I literally was just talking about this um, today. I, I look at, I look at myself and say, "Good job," but you're halfway up the mountain. You're halfway up. Keep going, you know. And I, like I said, we were talking about this before the show started. You know, it's it's for me. It's like it sometimes feels like I'm starting over. Like I'm, it's mm-hmm. a new beginning for me because I don't. I just feel like I'm. I have so much more to give and so much that I want to um, do. You know, um, so and I'm still learning a lot about myself in acting. I'm still like growing as an actor. I'm still 
there's still doors inside of me that you know just places that I want to go and just want to continue to explore as an actor that I I don't ever want to lose that I want to continue to go deeper in there you know um and so that's that's where I that's where I always feel in terms of my career is like okay we're kind of sort of near the mid mountain you know yeah. still climbing yeah still climbing got a long way to go and that's again looking at that big picture of you realize what you still have left to do you yeah. and then you can set your sights to be like yes. this year I want to do this yeah next year I want to do this absolutely absolutely and I, and I love that people set goals you know I think I write my goals on my heart you know I just it mm-hmm. just I just I feel it every day like okay there's more to be done there's just more to be done so I just continue to follow that trajectory that that energy that pulls me for sure uh i gotta ask because this is you know your line in, in coach carter and so i'll, I'll do the two part one what is your greatest fear do you remember the line yeah let's hear it uh what is your deepest fear yeah is it is it that your ah oh, <laughs> i had it i had it and i lost it i lost it your deepest fear is not that is... we are inadequate is that we are powerful beyond measure our deepest fear is not ah. Uh, it's our light. It's our light that shines, not our darkness. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but do, uh, what is your deepest fear, and how do you overcome that? Hmm. My deepest fear is, um, I think uh, you know, for me, it's it's not fulfilling my potential, not fulfilling my the the doing the very best like if my time to go that day and I realize it that I feel like I really took advantage of everything of Mm -hmm. of 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 all my opportunities that I work hard enough that I that I achieved the very highest that I could have with all the potential that I'm was given you know um to me I I just don't want to I just don't want to leave anything on the table and those fears drive us yeah I mean, that, looking at, the motivations drive us, but the fears drive us as well. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that's okay to have those fears. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's a healthy thing. It makes you human, you know. Uh, But I don't think you should um, allow fear to dictate your actions. I think you should um, recognize them Mm -hmm. and and see them. But allow, I, I try to allow my faith to dictate my actions, not my fear, because... I'll make bad decisions under fear, mm-hmm. you know. Um, whereas, like in my faith, I'll be able to make the best decisions. Um, and with fear, I, I prop, I've always made the worst decisions under fear, mm-hmm. you know. I love giving my guests the opportunity to give advice to other people. So you're looking at the people yeah. who are the the fifteen, sixteen, seventeen yeah. year olds who want to get into acting. Maybe right. someone who's, you know, at the point where you were in the early two thousands yeah. who's considering quitting. What do you say to them? I think um, if it's if they truly want to act, I think it's it's affirming in themselves, believing in themselves, knowing that it will be okay. Mm -hmm. Accepting who you are, you know, knowing that whoever you are is unique enough. It's beautiful enough. It's perfect enough to be successful in this business. And don't ever, um, you know, I guess what's the right word? Just 
don't ever like relinquish that and you know because you feel like getting the job is more important than your integrity mm. you know Love i think that, that I, I think you know relying on your on your integrity and being who you are and accepting your identity is more powerful and you will find more success living in that than chasing after the idea of fame and success mm-hmm. and and booking the job yeah and again that gets back to the big picture i mean it's easy to to be like oh but it's this, but this is one thing it's just one thing but no. if you maintain yes that belief yeah i i i believe that with all my heart because i feel like subconsciously and i don't know how this was but as a kid i knew i knew yeah i knew it well, that's some amazing inspiration, amazing motivation to kind of close out that segment of our show. And I always finish with kind of a, a fun game. Yeah. So obviously you play a superhero on Arrow, so yeah. I want to be able to, to give you some rapid-fire superhero oh. questions. Oh, okay. You ready for this? I, I hope so. <laughs> let's see. Let's see if I'm sharp. All right. So here we go. What superhero did you want to be when you grew up? Wolverine. Wolverine. Why? With the claws and the energy and mm-hmm. the strength and the... The healing ability and the fact that he was in love with Jean Grey and <laughs> he went to Japan and, and, and fought the Asian mob there. And yeah, lady, he had a had a love affair and then she turned into Lady Deathstrike. He just has the coolest story. Coolest story. So if you could write your own story, what superhero would you be? What's your superhero name? We'll just go with the name. Mm, let's go with um, uh, Red red flag nice nice power of flight or power of invisibility uh power of flight or power of invisibility all right you can either control fire or control water or ice water or ice sure ice all right that's nice uh super strength or super speed strength wear a cape or wear a mask mask know the future or change the past let's change the past and every superhero has someone that helps out as a sidekick. So who would be your sidekick in Hollywood? Hmm. Huh. That's a good question. What? Oh, Andy Serkis. There you go. Yeah. All love right. it. I love it. That. Love it. Now you know. Huh. Very good. Very I, good. I don't like my name, though. Red Flag. Red I, Flag? I, no, I don't like that. I just, that reminds me of Russia. I don't want that. All right, all right. Well, we'll give you an opportunity for people follow you on yeah, Twitter. Give me some names. And you will give him some names, and give then maybe cool he'll names. pick one on Twitter. Yes. At official Rick G on Instagram. Yes. At Rick Gonzalez. Rick, thank you so much yeah. for joining us, hey, man. Thank you for having this me. This is great. Awesome. Again, amazing motivation, amazing inspiration. Hey, if you're an actor, you got that. But no matter what career, you know, just believing in yourself. Yeah. And having that knowledge and being like, this is who I am, and this is going to carry me for 5, 10, 15, 20 years longer. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Very Mm -hmm. nice. Guys, thank you again for joining us again. We are here every single Monday providing some inspiration, just some encouragement to help you live your best life. Comment, subscribe, rate. Show us some love on YouTube. We're also on Apple iTunes podcast, guys. You can follow me after the show at the Only MC on Instagram, on Twitter. We'll see you next time. Yeah. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.